Hey, Nacho. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. Welcome to Late to the Party. Where we watch movies that we were super late to when they were super popular. But we're here now. Yeah. And that's what matters. <laughs> Definitely. So can I tell you something? Yes. I have been without power for four days. That sucks. As of today. I guess by the time this comes out, last week, uh, some tropical storm came through town and just wrecked everything. Yeah. Actually, what's re- even funnier is that I live in uh, like a condo complex kind of townhouse complex thing, and only my complex looks like it got wrecked. Everywhere <laughs> else, like I'm driving to work, I'm driving to your place, everywhere else looks fine. Like there's some piles of branches on the sidewalks and everything, but nothing as bad as where I live. Damn. Like trees are down. It looks like just like a tornado came through. No, it's just wind. <laughs> it was pretty crazy wind. Yeah, I'm surprised as many people were affected by it. Yeah, apparently this was kind of second largest outage. That's horrible. Which also sounds like dramatic, but also it does also for some reason, just because I see so many people, this is one of those object permanence things because I know so many people around me that have power and it's just me and like my complex. I feel like uh, it's not that big. <laughs> you feel like you're the only one. Yeah. Yeah. My poor neighbor doesn't have TV or internet. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it sucks. You have to like hang out with each other. Oh, get to know your family. <laughs> Yikes. Gross. Also, before we get too far, our upstairs neighbors are having an event right now today, and we are choosing not to reschedule recording this. Yeah. So if we hear thumping or weird noises, it's not the ghosts. It's just the neighbors. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all fine. Yeah, they're very busy today. Yeah. Or monsters. Oh, you mean oh. like the monster Godzilla? Yeah. Wow. Wow, we are great at these transitions. Really working it in. <laughs> this is the 1954 original Godzilla, by yes. the way. Not any of the remakes yet. Mm-hmm. We'll get there when we get there. We wanted to start with the, the very, very, yeah, very the realness. first one. Yeah. yeah. The so one that you started know? it all. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect from this movie. I was like, oh, this is old as hell. Like, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> But I think it's fair to assume most people know Godzilla, the monster. Yeah. Any Somehow. sort of media. If you played video games, yeah. if you have seen any Anything. of the movies or a commercial or the action, the t- toys. Yeah. Like it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> no shame if you don't. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure some people don't know who Godzilla is. I like the uh, the meme reaction of Godzilla with the glasses, and it says that wasn't very cash money of you. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't very cash money of Godzilla, though. <laughs> no, not at all. What about you? Uh, same. I knew Godzilla. I knew Monster. I knew Japan. Yeah. And I knew people used to make Godzilla jokes around me, and I didn't know if they were at me or just around me, and I just like heard them that way, you know? Yeah. But also, after watching the movie, now it makes me sad that people are making those jokes because it, the movie means something else yeah you know <laughs> and like in the world of the movie a lot of people got hurt yeah it wasn't that wasn't very cash money of people <laughs> no, at all. And so many people lost power in the movie oh my god <laughs> talk about relating to something on a different level yeah this one was very current <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh so also uh i watched this movie at your place mm-hmm. T- we watched it together but separately yeah because uh you know we i just I couldn't do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you don't have electricity I, or internet or anything. Nope. And yeah. the lengths that we'll go to make sure that we, we keep watching movies. Hell yeah. It was a fun bonding experience where we just didn't talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you don't always need to talk each other's ears off. Yeah, that's the sign of a true friendship. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let me hit you with a synopsis. Go for it. A fire-breathing behemoth terrorizes Japan after an atomic bomb awakens it from its centuries-old sleep. Ah. Yes. Yeah, basically. Yep. Sounds like it. How do they know it was centuries-old and not, like, mutated? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, I guess. Oh, because of the little. All right, we yeah. can. We well, can good. Move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the movie starts, and it was made with the support of the Japanese Coast Guard. So that's neat. I like that they got a shout out. A shout out. Yeah, that's respect. Yeah, I appreciate that too. For whatever reason, I didn't think this movie was going to be in black and white. Same. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's oh, duh. Yeah, it was shot in film. Yeah, I was like, so oh, it's, it's shot in a square. <laughs> I was like, where's my wide screen? I thought it was going to be like very muted colors. Hmm. <laughs> i mean i'm sure it could have been yeah if they wanted to they could have had somebody color in every single frame oh yeah like george Millier. yeah 
you know oh oh i don't know i didn't know you knew him he's pretty underground yeah oh, oh i know a little thing here and there <laughs> oh mise en scène <laughs> so uh the movie starts uh the sounds of giant stomps over the title credits because the titles played before the movie this time because ah. i guess that was before people uh so that they couldn't walk away yes after the credits were done so now suspense music starts playing Ooh. and now we're getting into it oh so we're on a boat and the crew is just chilling then a huge bomb goes off in the distance so they run for cover and now they're capsized so even the message room i guess they're like i don't know how um, boats worked in the old days i didn't know how big boats were in the old yeah. days. i'm like how do they have an sos room with all these machineries but that room um also gets flooded but not before they get to send out their distress signal yeah so now we're in the the receiving room of the base i don't know yeah and people like scattering around trying yeah. to get the message yeah but i guess they got the message and then it cut off so they're all just panicking yes yeah everyone's panicking yes then we cut to a guy in his apartment named ogata yep and he's receiving a phone call and he works with the coast guard and he's like i have to go uh i have an sos that i have to go answer and i thought so emiko walks in i thought that was his wife me too <laughs> and she's like such a cute little thing yeah but they had a date yeah so like uh, that's why i thought you know they were they were living the life already i know he gives her his ticket to the budapest string quartet and i was like oh the monster's gonna show up and wreck that place <laughs> but we get no follow-up on that oh annoying you didn't even ask her like how was the how's the concert babe <laughs> right also do you think godzilla likes music maybe because like okay so if maybe you, a good string quartet will soothe the monster oh you would hope yeah because like think about it you are a centuries old monster in the depths of the sea so that's a lot of like water pressure does would music sound the same down there it would be like hella muffled probably <laughs> that would you know, be like whales oh <laughs> whales be singing they do be singing <laughs> I think Godzilla liked music. Yeah. Anyway, let's I'm move sure. on. So we get a map of Japan with info about where the boat was at sea when it sank. Yes. So men are going to head over there to see what happened. And this little old man walks in. He has these really big giant circle glasses. Mm -hmm. And I really want a pair of them. He is the boss. <laughs> <laughs> and according to the men, they got the SOS and suddenly the connection went dead. Yeah. And it was... A 7,500-ton freighter that lost contact on August 13th at 7 p.m. Damn, that's a lot of tons. That's a lot of tons. But also, very funny how you picked this movie, and it's basically the same week that we're watching it. <laughs> it's just, you you pick very timely movies. <laughs> also, uh, I guess I'm jumping ahead, but I'm saying the thought Annette right now anyway. Yeah, just go so, for it. So, uh, we also happen to just watch this movie on the 75th anniversary of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. So funny how that works out yeah I, that was not on purpose at yeah. all but we learned something about history yes. through this movie we'll get there later but let's go on with the movie yeah uh we cut to a scene we cut to a scene of a boat out at sea yes. and then suddenly it's on fire yeah i, I was, was like, like is this the same boat is this a flashback are they just telling him the story of what happened yeah like i blinked and suddenly it was on fire and yeah. i was like what did I, I miss? And I was like, I'm not rewinding. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm going to move on. <laughs> so finds out it's a, a new boat, not the same boat, yeah. but it's the same location. Cause is still unknown. So now families are at the office asking what the cause is. And the Coast Guard is like, uh, you know, I mean, we're trying to figure it out. We're sending out two helicopters out there. And they're all like, two helicopters? That's not enough. You got to send out everything you got. And they're like, okay. <laughs> everybody relax got it <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut to some survivors there's three of them they get pulled onto a fishing boat so the families get informed that there have been survivors but they don't know names yet so the family's of course freaking out about it and then some dude from one of the offices he comes out to be like hey we got some names and then the family's here and they go you got some names and, and they, they freak they out bum rush <laughs> And then we find out that that fishing boat that saved those guys, mm -hmm. that ended up sinking too. Yes. So now three boats have been just done. So now 
like and we still uh, we still don't know what's happening but like that's suspicious it is a little suspicious let's stop sending boats out there yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i would say so no one agree. go over here yeah <laughs> so now we also cut to some news headlines i did like this this um form of like time transitioning yeah me too it was fun and smart but so uh the the headlines are saying like could it be a volcano what a mystery bum, bum, bum. boats mysteriously disappearing oh no what could it be uh then so we, now, oh, oh no, yeah. no, you go. I insist. We cut to people collecting at the beach. A young man and an old man see something coming towards the shore. It's a raft. So they start yelling and then people start swimming out. Yeah. And a man named Masaji is on the raft. Mm-hmm. And he says, it got us and our boat too before knocking back out. It was one of those dramatics. Oh, he got us. Uh. And then he and then knocks he, out and everyone's like, what do you mean? Wake up! Wake, tell us! So now it's the next day and even more people are on the shore. And now some of the, I don't know, like, they're not like buoy boats, but they're like, I guess, small fishing boats. That's what I wrote, small fishing boats. Yeah, like large canoe, small boat. You would like go fishing with your buddy in one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those boats are out there and they're kind of all just watching to see what they can find. So then a grandpa is on the shore and he's like, I knew it, a Godzilla. So then his daughter's like, uh, again, with that, there's no such thing, you crazy fool. Excuse and me? He does not like that tone. So he <laughs> says, you keep messing with our traditions and I'll feed you cows to Godzilla. And I was like, that is rude. Yeah, super rude. And a helicopter comes down. There's some reporters. Yes. And they interview a man who says there must be something living underwater going crazy, which is why they can't catch anything. Mm, and then the reporter's like, oh, yeah. And then he gets really defensive. He's like, that's why I didn't tell anybody anything. You won't believe me. You'll think I'm crazy. Yeah. So we cut from all this drama to a festival and everyone's dancing, hanging out. And the old man is talking about Godzilla again. He says, when Godzilla has run out of fish to eat, they will come ashore to eat people. Because I guess it's an urban legend or like... Sure, yeah. He then says that back in the day when they wouldn't catch many fish, they'd throw a young girl in the water. and As a sacrifice. Why is that always a young girl? Because we don't care about women. Why can't it be the village idiot? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Like, Fred can't convert a Microsoft document to a PDF. Like, let's just throw him in the water. Well, listen, Fred is doing his best. <laughs> like, but that woman over there, yeah. she contributes nothing. <laughs> She's showing too much ankle. Yeah. She's got to go. She, I heard she can read, so she has to go. <laughs> Fucking harlot. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just pick someone who sucks to get eaten by the monster. Or, like, okay, not to be ageist, but I do remember, um, why can't there be, you know, like an old person who who is sacrificing themselves you know i was thinking that too not to be like rude or anything i was thinking that too but then i was like no they'd probably be like oh an old person wouldn't taste good oh and also they have like they have all the the knowledge and the information you know which i respect (laughs) but then i do remember when um the the last tsunami hit Mm -hmm. i forget what year that was i feel like that was like high school we were definitely in high school um but i do remember reading about how a lot of elders were the ones to volunteer to go clean up the what was it fukushima yeah i think that was the i think they still are probably they're probably going to be dealing with that forever but i do i remember reading about how the old people volunteered to go help clean up because they were already at the end of their life yeah so that would be much more honorable as a sacrifice (laughs) than like a young child who has a whole future yeah yeah, a whole life anyway i feel like we're getting a little serious yeah but uh we end up finding out that the dance at the festival is kind of like an exorcism ritual yeah and it's like the last thing that they have of their uh what's the godzilla tradition yeah yeah it's the last thing that they have of their godzilla tradition yeah but i absolutely love the costume work and the masks that yeah. they had it looks very nice so later that night a storm is brewing up and a family is sleeping and then they get woken up from the wind and mm-hmm. their house kind of falls apart starts yeah. shaking one man runs out of the house that's shinkichi yes and then masaji falls follows was it i think so so we hear a scream from the first man and then the second man makes a face. So M- Masaji catches up to Shinkichi. Mm-hmm. Everyone's screaming and I'm like, what is happening? And then the wind starts blowing the helicopter over and starts blowing houses over. Yeah. And it's just everything's crazy and chaotic. Yeah. It's, it's one of those moments where like, man, living on a coast or living on Hawaii would be so neat. But then like weather happens yeah like i think about that you're like oh i have such a beautiful view of the water yeah but then but then they're all they're so probably used to it and they know how to handle it that i'm sure it's fine you'd hope so (laughs) it's still water 
does some crazy water and wind does crazy shit it'd be doing it yeah a bus with a disaster relief comes the next morning people were having like a weird court hearing yeah people are testifying to discuss the storm yes 17 houses were went destroyed nine deaths yeah 12 cows eight pigs died with the livestock yeah uh Shinkichi says he saw something alive in the storm. Yeah. And then another man says he doesn't think the storm was caused by a typhoon. Uh-oh. And then paleontologist Professor Kyohei Yamane comes up to testify. He starts off with some natural mysteries and says he would like to investigate the disaster area. Because he's like, I don't want to testify without having any evidence about what's going on. That's smart. That's a smart man. Yeah, right? Imagine he just comes up there. Yeah, you got you got It's ghosts. Bigfoot, Godzilla. Yeah. It's, man, you know, it's everything. <laughs> yeah, big ghosts over here. You something. think it, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> so now the next day, oh, well, actually, he's asking first to have like an emergency uh, research team assembled. So then that gets granted, and the next day, the research vessel lands on Odo Island, which is where we are, and a mystery man with an eye patch is in the crowd. Yeah. So- we can- I didn't know that was the research team. I was like, oh, are we going on a pleasure cruise? What's yeah. happening? Everyone seems too jazzed about where they're going. I was just on on for the ride, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'm on a boat? Yeah. Oh, fun. <laughs> so then on the ship, Ogata- yeah, because uh, I did. I forgot their names at this point, so I didn't write them down. Yeah, so I have to be a good note taker uh, in the future. Anyway, so yeah, on the ship, Ogata is talking to Emiko about how he's surprised that Surizawa came to see them off, who is eye patch guy. He's like uh, a lab hermit. Yeah, he like never leaves. So then he's like, perhaps it was a final farewell. And I was like, well, how ominous do you want to be right now? Maybe he's insecure. Yeah, leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> be thankful he showed up for you. <laughs> so then Emiko's like, huh? And he's like, well, you know, this is dangerous, isn't it? You know, this could be his final farewell. And I'm like, can you, why do you have to go there? Yeah. Just, just be fun that you're studying science, you know? Hey, babe, we might die. Yeah. How romantic of us. <laughs> just so you know. So now we cut back to land and people are assessing the damage and the research team is out and all kind of spreading out a little bit. Wait, real quick. Yeah. Before the ship sails off, Ogata says, we'll avoid dangerous waters. And Emiko looks out like all the water is dangerous water. <laughs> I mean, she's right. Yes. You don't know where anything if is. If you can't locate it, it's all dangerous. You can't see down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's scary. Deep. It's scary. Uh, back to you. We're back on land. All the research team is just assessing what they can assess, and they're kind of scanning for radioactivity. Apparently, one of the wells is dangerous, so the villagers are like, oh, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah, and everyone's like, but it's just this well. Yeah. None of the other ones. Because if it, if it was the water, then obviously everything else would be connected and all the other wells would have some radioactivity. But somehow it is just this one, which also makes sense. Like, how is it just that one? Yeah, super weird. How does radioactivity work? <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. So then the professor comes to tell Ogata, what if I told you this was the footprint of one giant creature? And Ogata's like, what the heck? (laughs) He's like out of his, like, he's just blown away. This whole hole is one creature? (laughs) Wow. So then they scan the footprint and it does react for radioactivity. And they're all like, bruh. Yeah. What? And this is just stressful. But then the professor sees something on the ground and emiko takes some notes and he finds a trilobite which is a marine anthropod thought to be instinct yes and i'm like wow what a find so then another guy (laughs) comes around and he's like professor don't touch that with your bare hands the there's there's a radioactivity here and he's like oh right so then he puts it in a box and then he continues to put his hands through the mud yeah and i'm like these this man is so reckless (laughs) what what a mess (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then an emergency bell is rung and everybody runs to evacuate except for the photographers of course because we're the only idiots who would stay to take pictures of things hell yeah would be me 100 <laughs> percent would be me <laughs> so they, everyone starts screaming godzilla's on the other side of hachiman hill and i'm like maybe godzilla just likes the view guys yeah but then they all start everyone starts running towards it and we hear a loud sound and people start gathering and then we see godzilla and Ugh. everyone freaks and i laughed because it was kind of cute like, funny <laughs> yeah. looking yeah <laughs> it was is very like cover girl like because you're worth it moment yeah he like pops his little head out <laughs> behind the hill and, and then emiko falls yeah dramatically while she's running very and then she screams when godzilla reveals their head again but and then good thing ogacha's there to pick her up yeah just in time what a hero yeah 
some guys holding swords call everyone over to come see a giant footprints because they're like up on a cliff and i like their spirit but like they won't be able to do anything with those swords they won't <laughs> yeah i was i was thinking the same thing i was like what i mean i know it's all you have but like i appreciate them for trying to be prepared yeah a for effort yeah um but execution is gonna be an f i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah you don't really think that i hate to break it to you so we cut to a presentation about dinosaurs and the professor has a slide with the picture of godzilla's head popping out from behind the hill like he just overheard some hot gossip that picture is too clear super clear and super close we definitely didn't see any of the photographers nobody was that close yeah Yeah, no 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 that picture was basically like (laughs) okay so it was um i would say would be like a solid like clear cell phone picture in their time like in 54 that's like as clear as as they could get yeah it was super in focus and like if you're thinking about it everybody's running and panicking this is the first time anybody's seen anything like this that picture should not be that clear no that should be like some kind of shaky it should be like godzilla was too perfectly framed as a really brave photographer yeah (laughs) you know somebody to be like whoa i'm so scared but hold on Where's my light? I have to get this. Oh my God, Godzilla. Could you give me a three-quarter angle? <laughs> like, <laughs> Turn, turn. Yes, Ooh, pose. chin out, chin out. Ooh, yep, just yeah. there. Yes, perfect. <laughs> kind of like that. I was like, no. <laughs> but also, let's not take away from the presentation and learning about dinosaurs. Yeah. Then the professor reveals that Godzilla is approximately 165 feet tall. Yes. That is a whole lot of feet. That's a lot of feet. <laughs> and he says that the next question should be why such a creature would hide in their ocean. And he says that uh, just to follow the Odo tradition, they should call it Godzilla. And that's how we've decided to call Godzilla Godzilla. Oh, yeah. I must have missed that part. Love an origin story. Yeah. So then he speculates that it was probably hidden in a deep sea cave and might have been one of many. But then the repeated H-bomb test destroyed its natural habitat. So uh, that's a little shout out to Greta. And our climate change activists (laughs) since the 50s, it seems. But then he says that there's physical evidence to support that uh, that claim about him or Godzilla. We don't know if Godzilla is a he or she. Yeah. Whoever Godzilla is. I tried to stick with gender neutral types. But I slip. Same. Whoops. (laughs) So there's physical evidence to support this. And uh, the professor brings up the little animal. The uh, trilobite? Yeah, the trilobite that he said that he found that went extinct. So then he shows the sand collected from uh, the shell of it and says that it's from the Jurassic era. And I was like, how does he know that? And then he explains how he knows that. And it's (laughs) from the same red clay found in those of strata. And I was like, you know, if I was a rock person, I would know what that means. But I do not know what that means. But you live on one big rock. I do. Yeah. He also thinks the H-bombs are also to blame because the readings of the Geiger counter had of the sand had some strontium 90. Yeah. So high levels of radiation that's present in the bombs and on Godzilla. And you know what I appreciated about him? Yeah. He said it like this, very confusing and very scientific. And then at the end, he goes, so in summary, the radiation found in the sand is the same as Godzilla's body, as the same as the H-bombs. And I was like, why didn't you just say that? And I'm going to pull up this other professor to explain it even simpler. And then we cut away. We don't know what that guy says. (laughs) (laughs) He basically, I think he just says the same thing. Yeah. But then one of the chairmen suggests that given the evidence, they mustn't rush to make this public information yet because, you know, just domino effect you know and then some lady in the crowd we don't know who she is exactly but she's like that's exactly why it should be public information so then they go back and forth yeah for whatever reason i didn't realize they were talking about that information being public or private i thought they were talking about the dinosaur being public or private (laughs) and i was like how the hell are you gonna keep an 165 foot dinosaur private (laughs) easy you just don't talk about it i think just walking around aimlessly yeah you know oh that's um you know that's that's the new ship yeah. It just looks different. And then one guy says, if we rush to announce the public, we'll panic. And I'm like, no, the public will panic because there's a dinosaur on the loose. Yeah. Did we just forget about the freaking dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But then the woman goes, the truth is the truth. And then they kind of go back and forth a little bit. And then she's like, what are you saying, you fool? And then everybody yells at her to apologize because a woman spoke. Yeah. You know? But also like fair <gasps> game. You can't just like go and tell somebody that they're a fool in a public setting. I get it. But also, it's because a woman had an opinion. Yeah, God forbid. So, 
So we get more newspaper articles. We found out 17 ships have disappeared. Mm. So we, can we stop boating over there now? Yeah. Like, I feel like after seven ships, it should have been done. After the first three, I think. The first <laughs> set of news headlines we got. Yeah. That should have been it. Like, mysterious disappearing ships. Oh, no. Who knows how? Let's send more. Yeah. You know how we fight this? More ships. Yeah. So, now, so yeah, 17 of them. Uh, some people on the train are talking about you know, what if Godzilla comes to Tokyo Bay? And then there's a woman who says that, you know, I barely escaped Nagasaki. And I was like, oh, my God. Imagine the trauma of escaping either of the two bombs, uh, Hiroshima or Nagasaki, and then having to deal with a d- big dinosaur monster. Yeah. That's I, no, horrifying. I would just that I would just leave. Yeah. But then also she's like arguing like I I wouldn't leave because I just escaped the bombs. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of leaving, which I also get. Fair. Yeah. Totally fair. <laughs> I would I would end it all though. But yeah, her point is super heavy. Yep. And I was like, oh. And it just yeah, it contextualized everything for me and I was like, oh geez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because this movie was what, nine years after the bombing? Something like that. Yeah. So we go to another disaster response meeting and we find out plans to attack Godzilla. Yes. And I'm surprised there's not more panic or urgency. They seem really chill when they're going over the plans. You know, because everybody likes to feel like they're in control and be like, no, nah, I fought a dinosaur before. Listen, this is what we should do. Guys, we're in a movie. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> then we cut to some ships launching bombs into the ocean. And I'm like, didn't we just establish that Godzilla has been fucking up ships? And also because of the bombs? Yeah. Can we stop? Yeah. <laughs> Can we so, just stop this? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Now the news is reporting that 20 ships have sunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it keeps going up. Because we do not learn lessons <laughs> oh, in this world, I guess. So oh. then they also say that the uh, frigate squadron, I don't know if that's the right way to say that, uh, has begun its depth charge attack. So now the professor and his team are watching and he walks away because he's a zoologist and does not want to see Godzilla killed. So Emiko, so Emiko is um, the professor's daughter. So she goes to her dad, but he's busy brooding in his office. Yeah. And he's like, no, turn the lights off. I want to brood alone. And he's okay. Sit in the dark, dad. Yeah. (laughs) All right, cool. So then we cut to a cruise ship and people are enjoying themselves too much for um, (laughs) a monster to be in the water. Yeah. People are just having a good time. I'm like, are you? serious right now and you know who can relate to that oh not to bring it to present day but to bring it to present day um i'm not gonna say it but you know what i'm gonna say yeah so it's tough seeing everyone else having fun yeah when you're being safe at home (laughs) (laughs) yeah and taking it personally away from the giant monster outside yeah so then godzilla pops its little head out of the water and everyone on board freaks out yeah they're just like oh my god god like well you shouldn't have been on the ship you knew there was a monster in the water (laughs) yeah but you had to go on a cruise or something wrong that 20 ships have suddenly disappeared yeah not to victim blame but to kind of but to victim blame blame? yeah (laughs) you know they shouldn't have been out there so we go back to the disaster team a guy in a fancy white suit says they'll need to do something or else they'll have to cancel international shipping oh oh the economy oh my god is the dinosaur getting in the way of your shipping (laughs) oh capitalism oh i'm sorry oh my god because you know what else was funny too just before that as they were walking in uh we just hear over we just overhear somebody saying who's gonna reimburse for this and i'm like can you priorities (laughs) can we figure this there's a monster in the water (laughs) literally destroying shit (laughs) but it's also one of those like you watch this movie and you think about how um our country's handling things and you're like oh yeah i see <laughs> we need to get everyone back to work now <laughs> yeah and you're like this is not a uniquely stupid response i know <laughs> uh, and it really humbles you it really does anyway they want to think of a way to kill godzilla but the professor is arguing to study godzilla yeah how are you gonna capture it to study it you clearly know. can't just let it wander around and study from afar when it's killing people and destroying homes and being a dick just wrecking everything yeah and radiating but he also says radiation he's like it's impossible godzilla was baptized by the h-bomb so what could kill it now which is fair like if the h-bomb didn't destroy godzilla then what's more powerful than that and if it made godzilla right even worse maybe they need to h-bomb him again you know very much like how a mom can bring you into this world and also bring you back out of it <laughs> right we go or to- you just need godzilla's mom to threaten him like that or her or that. sorry i keep 
I keep um, assigning a gender to Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla! <laughs> Causing destruction again. We talked about this. You're grounded. <laughs> Go get, to your room. Get back in the water. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to Emiko and Ogata, and they're talking shit about Sarazawa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we find out he lost an eye in the war. So, probably another reason why he doesn't leave his lab. Not only mm-hmm. is he wearing an eye patch but he probably has ptsd really yep. bad yep mr ha- he needs a good support system he he definitely needs a better one yeah mr hagiwara he's a reporter uh-huh. he shows up and he's like begging emiko to get mr sarizawa to meet with him because emiko and sarizawa are super tight sure and i'm like okay <laughs> sure ogata also wants to go speak with sarizawa too because he wants to tell him about him and Emiko. And I'm like, is this really the time? Right. <laughs> and also, what is Emiko and Sarazawa's um, relationship? Like, are they? She said they were. She said he, he was like her brother. Yeah. But, but also, I guess he had a crush on her, too. I got those vibes, too. Yeah. I was like, I think he digs her. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Who knew that in <laughs> in this monster movie, we had time for a love triangle? Okay. But in the Godzilla remake, I watched that and like 90% of the movie was about this guy and his love interest. And I'm like, I want to see the fucking monster. Wow. uh, (laughs) I'm like, I don't care about this. Don't (laughs) care. So we go over to Surizawa's and the reporter is just talking about like, you know, I heard some German scientists say that your research, when it's done, it'll be groundbreaking in defeating Godzilla. And Surizawa's like, I don't know any Germans. So the reporter's (laughs) like, who? I'm going to see myself out. Yeah. He's like, no. And I don't know what a Godzilla is. <laughs> and the reporter's like, bro. Yeah. So he just acts dumb. Yeah. And, and then the reporter's like, so I need to know what else are you working on? And Sarah's always like, nothing. My, my research's not interesting. Yeah. I look at like sea cucumbers. I poke them with a stick or something. Yeah. You know, it's not really interesting. After Hagiwara leaves, he looks really pissed off. So then Emiko walks Hagiwara out and tells him to just keep trying. She's like, you broke through the ice. Just keep going. And I was like, I don't think he broke through the ice. No. That guy wasn't going to talk. No. Uh, Emiko then goes back to ask what Sarazawa's working on. And he offers to show her if he she keeps it a secret. So he brings her down to his lab. He makes it so dramatic that he's like, but you can't tell us all. Yeah. Don't even think about it. I swear. You have to erase this from their memory as soon as Pinky you see swear. it. Pinky swear. Yeah. <laughs> We see a giant fish tank that has super foggy water, Mm -hmm. and he puts, like, a little ball into the tank, then flips a switch, and we cut away from the tank, and we just are focusing on Emiko. Then she starts screaming, and I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Ah. Can we stop reacting to things that are off camera? (laughs) (laughs) We do follow up on this later, luckily. Yes. We'll get there when we get there. But I'm nosy now. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how they get your interest. That's how you stick around for the movie. Yeah. And he makes her promise again that she won't say anything. Yes. And she does promise. Yeah. So then as... um, she leaves, she goes back home, and she's still very much dazed from what just happened, and Ogata and Shinkichi are there, and they respectfully don't pry. Yeah, they greet her at the door, which is super cute. Yeah. They were, like, already ready there. And I was like, what's that like? Yeah. They notice something's wrong, but they just they just let her they be. They respect her. So she goes through a door, but then we follow Ogata and Shinkichi down a hallway and around the corner, but then they go into this room, and she's in the background of that room. <laughs> And I was like, man, we love an open concept, huh? Everything connects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. It's good for the breeze, you know? Yeah. We start to hear an alarm and then Godzilla's footsteps. So everyone runs outside. And then Emiko says to Ogata, I didn't get to tell Dr. Sarazawa about us. I'm like, okay, there's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your life is literally in danger right now. You can get stepped on. <laughs> it's okay if he doesn't know you have a boyfriend. It, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so now the defense team is shooting at Godzilla, but like little bullets are going to do anything to Godzilla? Yeah, right. Like his head pokes out of the water and I chuckled. <laughs> I'm like, like, Good morning. Hello. <laughs> I'm here. Imagine Godzilla just like yawns and wakes up. He's like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> good morning good morning (laughs) so people are evacuating the professor and and crew they get up to a guarded safety line and he tells a guard like you know let me and i have to get past there and the guard's like i can't for your safety so then he's like so then can you tell somebody that like then don't shine your lights on godzilla that makes godzilla angry and the guard's like i can't leave my post 
So then radio it. Super helpful, this guy. Yeah. You you are like... Yeah, you're so funny, old geezer. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, lights. It's dark out, silly. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. What, do you have an opinion about things? Yeah. But so now Godzilla is fully out of the water and walking around, and a train starts coming down the tracks, and Godzilla starts walking towards the tracks. So, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Then Godzilla steps on the rails just in time for the train to hit their leg and explode on impact. Yes. But then all of a sudden, Godzilla has the train in its mouth. Because, uh, you know, I feel like that's got to be like stepping on a Lego. Yeah, you probably. Know? What also uh, threw me off for a second was I kept thinking of Godzilla as a T-Rex. So I kept thinking it had little tiny arms. Oh, yeah. A big head and little <laughs> arms. So... When I finally realized it had long arms and could grab stuff, I was like, oh, yeah. Different right. animal. Mm. <laughs> We're in sci-fi world. But Godzilla is very much um, like Reptar. Yes. From Rugrats. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's where they got the... That's probably where, where they, they got, got Reptar. The, yeah. Yeah, it's the same uh, back spines. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Love connecting things. <laughs> wow. I've always wanted to make those Reptar bars. Yes. I like really want I'm to. I'm sure that there is a recipe on Pinterest. There's one on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> I'll send it to you later. Fantastic. It's very cute. Okay. Yeah. So Godzilla keeps picking stuff up and aggressively putting them back down. Yeah. But also I was just thinking like it has to be really sucky for all the people on the train that just got their shit rocks. Oh, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> There's are a lot of people are that gone. sucks. It's awful. What an awful day to commute. Yeah. And Godzilla stops, starts walking through power lines and I'm like, bro. <laughs> Man, you know, having no power for that long is tough. Yeah, these people are going to be out of it for forever. Yeah. <laughs> so then we see another newspaper article. More research teams are coming in. From around the world. Yes. So now we just get a quick little montage of international planes landing. Yeah. And yeah. now we're in another meeting and someone is suggesting to send voltage into Godzilla. But then also, like, would that not destroy everything else in the water? <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh I guess they're not worried about that. You know, just sacrifice a few for the big thing, right? We don't care. <laughs> they're like, we'll make a fish farm or something. Well, yeah. It'll be fine. Like we most just... of their their diet is seafood. Yeah. But sure, we don't need to eat. It's fine. It's it's cool. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. They want to put a big giant wire, wire fence around the coast to electrocute the shit out of Godzilla. Damn. I'm like, where are you getting your power from? <laughs> right. Yeah. He, Godzilla just destroyed all the lines. Yeah. <laughs> All the Transformers. So then we cut to more civilians evacuating and running away. An announcement comes on to say that last night Godzilla was seen at this place. I forget what the place was called. And is headed northwest. So take that as you will. Yeah, I was not paying attention to the travel path. Yeah. Uh, but then we see soldiers moving out. We see like 20 different types of vehicles. So many. Yeah. We kept cutting to like just a different vehicle coming out. I wonder if that was like, you know, because they got help from the Coast Guard. They're like, we have this vehicle and this one and this one. And then the director's like, let's use them all. Yeah. I would. <laughs> Honestly, if somebody offered that to me, I'd be like, yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Vehicle flex. You got a tank and tank 2.0. Sure. Yeah. Throw it in there. Yeah. We go to a big room with meters. I have no idea what's going on in here. Same. But then we find out on a radio which cities are evacuating. And I think it was like three of them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure they were big ones too. Yeah. Or I'm just going to assume they were big I ones. I guess after like five steps, you know. Yeah. Godzilla's already At crossed the, the border. One, yeah. yeah. We cut to Ogata and Emiko. And Ogata says he wants to ask Emiko's father for his consent. I'm like, Ooh, wow, so hot. Spicy. Consent is so hot. So sexy. <laughs> But, like, you want to propose to her? Like, can you wait for a better time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she sits up and is all of a sudden standing on the other side of the frame. Yes. So super weird cutting going on here. Dad comes home. He's super bummed out that they want to kill Godzilla. Yeah, he's had a day. Yeah, so read the room, Ogata. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Why would we? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> he's like, all they can do is think about killing Godzilla. They don't want to study the radiation. They can't see that this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But also, like clear and present danger yeah and ogata is like i disagree with you we can't study the monster since it's wandering around destroying shit and i wouldn't disagree with the dude whose daughter you want to marry right yeah <laughs> so they have a back and forth and the professor's like but no scientist has ever seen something like godzilla before and then ogata's like but to let it run around and kill so much and do, do so much destruction and then he's like, Godzilla is no different than the H-bomb still hanging over Japan's head. And then the professor's like, so then we should study how it survived the bomb. Yeah. And then Ogata's like, okay, but... And then the professor kicks him out. Yeah. He's like, get out of my house. He should have just been like, cheer up, champ. Yeah, right? <laughs> he's like, man, that sucks, buddy. 
Hey, can I marry your daughter? Yeah. I know you're like really bummed out about it. Hey, by the way, <laughs> your daughter's hot. Yeah. Love that girl. <laughs> Look at this cute little outfit she's wearing. <laughs> so then later on, Emiko is like, something's wrong with my dad. Something's come over him. And Ogata's Oh, really? Like, yeah. Well, he didn't just explain it. <laughs> Were we not just having the same conversation? Super observant, this one. <laughs> and Ogata's is like, yeah, I wasn't very tactful with that. And she's like, no, it wasn't you. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Hello? <laughs> Was she not in the same room? <laughs> She's defending her man. Wow. <laughs> so now a special announcement comes on, and uh, Godzilla is closing in on the Tokyo and something coastline. I- Yokohama. Yes. And they've rigged up the super high voltage fencing around, so people are to be very cautious. So then later that night, Godzilla pokes his little head out the water again. You know, if that was current day, people would be like taking selfies with the power lines. Absolutely. <laughs> it would be me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Look how close I am. Like, I'm basically touching it. <laughs> so then now the army and all of their cannons are aimed at Godzilla. Because uh, now Godzilla has is starting to make their way towards the shore. Yeah. So then Godzilla walks through some electric wires and they start shooting at it. But then he just starts like blowing ice. Yeah, I didn't understand because it was like weird fog that came out. Yeah. And it looked like ice. But then the things melted. Oh, I thought they froze. Because like one kind of like bent and it was all like oh, wiggly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, one mm-hmm. of the towers. Godzilla just comes in and just wrecks this whole barrier yeah. and the bullets don't bother it. What was fun though is when Godzilla was coming out of the water, it was like, he was like splashing his little arms around. You got to shower, you know, you got to have fun with it. <laughs> but I also, I did not know that Godzilla was supposed to have powers. Yeah. I didn't know that this was, like obviously, this is one of those things where you it's have. It's a radioactive dinosaur. Yeah. Where like, like things should make sense. Radioactive breath. <laughs> or it's it's just funny to think about how, like I was like, oh, I didn't know this was a supernatural movie, but I'm sitting here watching a monster. <laughs> so like that part didn't register for me. It's but the sci-fi. The, the fire blowing <laughs> did it. <laughs> so the, it's just funny to see how you compartmentalize, compartmentalize things. Yeah. I've never been able to say that word. It's hard. There's so many letters. There's so many letters. <laughs> But then, so now the townspeople are running away screaming, and now Godzilla is blowing fire. Yeah. So I was like, is it fire or ice? Choose one. It, I, yeah, I, it was yeah, just fire, fire the whole time. But it's hard, it's hard to tell in black and white. Yeah, especially because it doesn't look like fire coming out of its mouth. It, it just looks like fog. Yeah, it looks like they just put a smoke machine in the yeah. little costume. <laughs> we get it, Godzilla, you vape. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> oh. Godzilla's just running through like, roar, fuck all this, and just keeps breaking shit. Hate this town. Yeah. Godzilla keeps walking through the city, but then is polite enough to not step on some houses. Yes. But then breathes fire on some buildings. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yep. So we get some more destruction and then emergency vehicles head towards the buildings on fire. Yes. Should they really be heading over while there's a monster blowing shit up? It's kind of like... Um, or is there just really not a right time? You know you know that meme of the dog in, in that flaming room and it's like, everything's fine. Yeah. That's what I think this is. It's like they're trying to like put out what they can, even though it's obviously a waste. Yeah. They're trying to control the little bit that they can, even though I feel like they should be more focused on helping people evacuate. Yeah, 100%. But that's just my two cents. What do I know? I'm not in the <laughs> middle of a monster attack on my town. Yeah. We zoom in on the emergency vehicles speeding around. One crashes and one flips, and they're little models, and one has a doll on the side. It is so cute. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> Who do you think designed those stunts? Oh. Because <laughs> A plus for them. Who designed the model set? The, I would amazing. love to do that. <laughs> I want to go. I wonder if there's like a Godzilla museum. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Some tanks roll up to Godzilla and start shooting, and Godzilla gets really annoyed and fire breaths them, yes, blowing I, them up. At this point, I was like, I'm ready for the rest of this movie to be destruction. Yeah. The disaster team is going over where fire fires are and coordinating the emergency response vehicles. Yes. And then other guys are discussing their next move. Godzilla pops its head out from over a building and launches fire at them again. Yep. And then a new command goes out to all the troops to say, abandon all attack plans, just help put the fires out, because like literally the whole town is on fire. Everything. But then just as some people receive that message, Godzilla comes up to them and they're like, ah, we're going to go. I'm running. Yeah. And I don't blame them. <laughs> I'm going to run into the total opposite direction that yeah. this thing's walking. We then see a woman hiding and holding her children. And she keeps saying over and over, it will be where daddy is soon. And I got sad. I was so sad. I was like, oh my God, yeah. this poor family, that poor lady. Yeah. So Ugh. Godzilla conveniently ends up near a clock tower. And Strikes 11. 
Yeah, and it starts chiming, so Godzilla gets annoyed and rips it apart. Yep, guess we do not like time. I mean, time is fake. He doesn't like sounds. Yeah. Oh, right, because we're in the ocean, only you only hear whale sounds. Yeah. Got it, makes sense. And that's sense. soothing. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> People fall asleep to those. We zoom out and see fire everywhere. Godzilla's still just walking around, super reckless uh, way to get your steps in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I if you have a counter, you got to get the steps up. Yeah. So... Godzilla, like, you got to get it in where you can. I like that uh, Godzilla's tail wags around, too. So you know, just, maybe Godzilla, that shows that Godzilla's <laughs> a little angry. <laughs> just keeps whacking stuff, stepping on stuff. Ridiculous. Yep. Godzilla's back then starts to light up and then shoots a huge blast of fire. Yeah, so I guess that's how it works. Uh, I don't know if it's like all the time, because in the, in the movies that I've seen, it was like once they showed the back lighting up. But then hmm. obviously you always see the monster from the front, so I guess... It's every oh, time. fair game, yeah. Yeah. But a radio caster is reporting this live, and I can't think of a more terrible job to have at this moment. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> do you think that the, that person, because, like, you know how reporters are like, it's my duty to report the news as, like, true as I see it, but, like, also, what if you wanted to evacuate? Yeah, I'd did be a bad reporter. you called into work? I'd be like, fuck this job. Yeah, did they have no choice? I'd like to use my PTO. Yeah, yeah, right? You know? suddenly i have explosive diarrhea and i cannot right. film this <laughs> and and it's like you're watching the whole world burn in front of you but you still have to be like so anyway um to the east of me down on maple street uh godzilla <laughs> is burning everything and leaving in its wake everything on uh on elm that is um just about to incinerated <laughs> and you just have to keep that tone and be like but i'm fine i'm not scared at all it's okay everybody just evacuate and back to the weather yep <laughs> and then you hear the weather person it is hot <laughs> i recommend uh staying uh not inside maybe leave and go anywhere else but here <laughs> So it's just like, just to be like that person, I don't know, do they feel, it's, I guess they're doing like a public service because it's the, the power of communication, yeah. but also like to be stuck there. That sucks. But we see that those guys are out on like a tower. Yeah. And they have cameras and they're flashing their cameras at Godzilla. Idiots. And I'm Would like, be me too. the professor, <laughs> he sent out lights. So Godzilla sees them and starts biting on the tower yeah. and just knocks it over. So those guys are totally dead. And they're idiots. They're like, oh, and he's coming towards us now. So <laughs> will this be the end? Stay tuned. Hey, bud. And then by the time Godzilla gets to them, they're like, oh, it seems like this is it. We're reporting to you live from the tower. And it seems like, oh, this seems like goodbye. What? <laughs> no. Uh, you were too calm. Yeah. That's not, that's not it. No, definitely not. Is it worth it even to like sensationalize your death like that? Ooh. But then see, at that point too, then you become the hero who reported to the very last moment. So there's no winning. I don't think it's worth it. No. <laughs> well, anyway, Godzilla demolishes the tower and the reporter's like, wow, so strong. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to Surizawa listening to the broadcast for a hot second. And then now we're back to Godzilla and the professor and the team. They're just watching Godzilla just kind of walk around. And Godzilla table flips a bridge. Oh my god, I thought that too. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah, this is in my way. Ah! <laughs> so now fighter jets are coming in, but Godzilla is gonna is kind of headed back to the water at this point. So they miss every single missile. Every I stopped Nat in the middle of her <laughs> watching, and I was like, Nat, they missed every missile because she was ahead of me by like ten minutes. <laughs> and I was just like thinking, don't they get paid to be good? But also, don't missiles aim themselves i think so like if you lock on your target right that's <laughs> yeah. how all the games do it and it doesn't walk that fast no and it's a pretty large target <laughs> yeah what the fuck so i mean like pew pew i feel like um again to victim blame they were not good at um sending off their missiles imagine being the team leader right getting the call on the walkie talkies and they're like yeah we missed hey cap uh, i'm all out of missiles i'd be like all of you missed how the fuck did all of you? You're supposed to be the best. I handpicked all of you and you all missed? Squeeze me? You know I have to go talk to corporate now. You're fired as soon as you land your plane. Yeah. Just stay in the air. Just eject right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's the next day and they assess everything. They're looking for survivors. Surprisingly, there are a good amount. Yeah, they're uh, also collecting the dead too and... 
Yeah. It's crazy. So, oh, also there's a little announcement saying that, you know, it'll be back and how do we destroy it? But anyway, so yeah, we're with, um, we're with the survivors and there's another broadcast saying that Godzilla has returned to sea and that the professor has gathered a new team for countermeasures, whatever that will mean. To do stuff. Yeah. (laughs) To do what they can. So people are getting scanned for radioactivity and it seems like they all kind of have stuff. Like a lot of kids have radioactivity going on on their person. Yeah. So then Ogata uh, gets a call to meet at the briefing room or whatever he finds oh uh not oh god he finds emiko and she's like i have to tell you something oh breaking her like, promise she's gonna snitch yeah she is she is so we find out that when he dropped the ball into the tank and it bubbled it killed the fish and left only the skeletons oh and we see it and i was like oh ew he so what happened was the little ball he dropped what had in, happened was what had happened like i'm not talking about what happened like why do i have to reiterate that <laughs> The ball suffocated. It destroyed all the oxygen in the tank. Yes. And it just suffocated and then liquefied the remains of the fish. What does that even mean? (laughs) I was like, okay, dude. And we learned that he was doing experiments with oxygen and discovered a new form of energy. He doesn't go into that. He just continues talking about the ball. Yep. Not at all. And he's like, if I use all the substance, I could destroy Tokyo Bay. But he wants to find a use for this that will benefit society. And I'm like... Okay, so like the dinosaur? You can kill the dinosaur and benefit society. <laughs> and it also sounds like the way that he's talking about everything with the whole, like, I discovered this by accident. And if it falls into the wrong hands, then something's going to happen. And then it, was, it just seemed very like evil villain origin story. Yeah. You know? But he was very much on the good path. And his argument was, I can't tell anybody about this because the second people find out, they will weaponize it and they will politicize it and it will become a thing. Yeah. And Emiko was like, but the dinosaur... Yeah, and he doesn't want to add on to nuclear weaponry. Yeah. After finding this out, Ogata's like, okay, cool. I'll call him and see if he can help. So Emiko and Ogata go to visit Sarazawa, and Ogata asks to use the oxygen destroyer. Just straight up, just yeah. blunt. Sarazawa's like, my what? The, I don't, who now? What's oxygen? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't destroy anything. I <laughs> love life. Yeah. And Emiko's like, dude, I told him everything. And he refuses to use his weapon. So he runs into his lab to try to destroy his research. Ogata follows. They fight, but our view is obscured by a foggy fish tank. Yes. All of a sudden, we see Ogata's all bloody. And Sarazawa explains he wants to control when his research is revealed. And he's worried about his weapon being added to the list of atomic weaponry. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. Yeah. Especially after everything that's happened there. Yeah. So Ogata... Emiko beg Sarazawa to use it to help fight against Godzilla. He has a total breakdown over it and wishes he never invented it. I'm like, just uninvent it. <laughs> it's Duh. not that hard. Just forget it. Yeah. They end up watching a news broadcast showing the recent destruction and of all the people that were killed or injured. And we get uh, a choir of children singing a prayer. For a very long time. Yeah. So I guess this really plucked at his heartstrings. Yeah. So he decides to... He decides to let them use his weapon and destroys his notes. But he doesn't. He puts his notes in the fire like sheet by sheet. And I was like, "Is there's a kind of a more pressing matter happening right yeah, now? Just throw the pile in, bro. Yeah, that's we got it, things to do. A little dramatic. And then at the same time, Emiko starts crying. She's very like I'm. She um damsel in distress. Yes. Yeah. Crying into the couch. Crying into the table. Crying she, into anything. She's extremely one dimensional. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Ladies are on screen, yeah. so there's something. What's funny is she's standing, and then all of a sudden she's like head down crying. Yeah. They like did a weird cut on her again. And I'm like, do you guys think we don't notice this? We don't. It doesn't matter. It's just a woman. <laughs> True. So more sh- ships go out. One specifically has a ton of people on it. Yes. Which totally makes sense when ships are currently being destroyed. We just keep putting Send more ships. Send them all out. Yep. Why not at this point? Yep. Sarazawa asks Ogata for a diving suit, and Ogata's like, hey, you don't know how to dive. So Okay. They're like, okay, how hard can it be? You just, like, put a suit on and jump into water. So tell me. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going with you. And then Sarazawa was like, no, I can do it alone. And I was like, 
why do we need to be so honorable? Like, you know what happens once that thing opens up. Like, why do you want to go down there? Yeah, they both argue first. I think he about, just wanted the glory. Yeah, they both argue first about who's going to go down. And I'm like, guys. And then they decide to both go down as a team. Yeah. Like, Fine. Just go. Just go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's funny. It looked like they were wearing spacesuits. It did. Like, the old-timey it's the yeah. old timey diving suit. You see yeah. them sometimes on SpongeBob. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's where it looks uh, familiar from. Yeah. Yeah. Sarazawa and Ogata suit up and everyone's really sad and dramatic. Yes. And I'm like, they'll be fine. And they end up not being fine. But I was like, they'll be fine, guys. <laughs> it's fine. They'll just walk it off. Yeah. And it's funny. Like, diving is so much more anticlimactic than you would think. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole scene, like, everything was building up to them going underwater. And then they just bloop. Yeah. And that was it. And we see them float down. And then they're slowly walking through the water. Yeah. They were also sweaty. And I was like, wouldn't it be cold down there? I mean, I guess both because like you're stuck in the, in, suit. in the suit and also like it's a high stress situation and also yeah. the pressure of everything. But also, yeah, probably cold. Maybe they were hot when they were getting into it. Maybe. Yeah. So they dive down to the bottom and we see Godzilla just hanging out. But also they really do just sink like their anchors. And I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> like physically they did that. But maybe they got weight in It's because I'm not. I'm not a diver either. Maybe Only the, Ogata knows. Maybe the suits are just extremely heavy. Maybe. Yeah. Godzilla's just sitting there hanging out. Yeah. And it <laughs> seems like they're not reacting. So I don't think they see Godzilla yet. Yeah. But then they just keep walking. Godzilla notices them and then comes over to investigate. The little nosy neighbor. Yep. And they still don't react. Yeah. They're like, so okay. I'm, that's what I'm like. I was, I was so confused during the scene because I was like, do they see Godzilla? Yeah. Are they just exploring what's happening we just hanging out ogata then gets pulled up and he shouts for sarazawa yeah and then after a little bit like after ogata's at the surface sarazawa finally releases his weapon yes and we see godzilla start to suffocate then sarazawa cuts the line on his diving suit yes but first he walkies back up because apparently they had walkie-talkies attached to them he walkies back up to ogata saying it's working and i hope that you two will be happy now and then he cuts his line and i was like oh what yeah but okay so then there's a huge wave next to the boat and then godzilla surfaces for a little hot second to scream but then goes back down mm-hmm. and then now godzilla sinks to the bottom of the ocean and then turns to a skeleton so then the announcer that was with them before calls victory and gives credit to Serizawa, and everybody on board is sad about it and uh, ogata tells emiko that he wished us happiness together and then they both cry I'm sure it was for like everyone. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was. He means like everyone's happy now, not yeah. just you two. Not everything's about you two. He said us specifically. Yeah. Though. But everyone's super upset about Doctor Sarazawa sacrificing himself. Yeah. But the professor's more bummed out about Godzilla. Yes. Still. He says he he kind of says into nothing like just he's like looking at the water and he says that if nuclear testing continues, then somewhere in the world another Godzilla will appear. And I was like, wow, lessons about history repeating itself. Whoop. Whoop. Yeah. So then everybody salutes to Surizawa on the boat and the movie ends. And that's it. Yeah. That was a really good movie. I liked this movie. I liked it a lot. I didn't realize that there was like story behind Godzilla. (laughs) Me neither. Like I thought it was just a monster movie, which also makes sense because just conveniently, because we watch this around the same anniversary that, um, that Nagasaki and Hiroshima happened. There was just an article about Godzilla and how it w- obviously it's a Japanese made movie. And then when it came to America, it got like completely censored because Americans couldn't deal with the fact that we just wrecked Japan's shit. Yeah. It was essentially Godzilla, like the original Godzilla is a political statement about the bombings and like the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it came to America and all of that, the subtext about that got removed. It just looked like a really shitty B movie. And then that's how the Godzilla jokes came to be. And that's where all that stuff came from. And that's why that makes me sad that people joke about Godzilla now. Damn. Because we messed with Japan real bad. Yeah, because they're still suffering from the radiation today. Yeah. And that happened in 45, right? 1945? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. But yeah. But what a good message. Yeah. And a good time. That was a good movie. It was good. It was better than I expected it was going to be. Yeah. I also was very surprised, actually, in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning when they first started talking, I was like, oh, my God, I have to read this movie because it was subtitled and not dubbed. 
yeah i thought it was gonna be all right so because it's an older movie i thought it was gonna be dubbed and like really poorly dubbed yeah like you would see with the martial arts movies when they're poorly dubbed i thought it was gonna be like that i was relieved that there were subtitles yeah i actually liked it yeah like that i I like hearing the actual voices yeah me too sometimes i feel like dubbing takes away almost just because it seems well it depends it on it depends on how it is but sometimes because they dub like this and it sounds so much cheesier like that it does and like you don't get the whoever does the voice acting for dubbing full offense <laughs> to you but you do not like they never pull off the emotion of the character i feel like it always seems more extreme than it should be or they're just dubbed. talking yeah oh or that too yeah whoop well, when we become voice actors and dubbers. <laughs> I would love to be a voice actor. <laughs> I think I sound great. <laughs> you do sound good. <laughs> so there's our official audition for yeah. your next voiceover TV show. <laughs> great. No, we're going to produce our own. Yeah, let's do it. And then we, yeah, we won't need someone to hire us because we hire each other. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. We keep each other employed like adam sandler does with all his boss that's the dream to have your own crew and just to like be fun and make your own things yeah <laughs> so anyway on that note if you want to be one of our friends just let to, us know yeah but like make sure you know how to do something because uh we don't know how to do everything <laughs> we need help we can't do it all <laughs> we need friends with benefits yes that's what i'm asking for <laughs> especially if you have the other streaming services yeah i'm kidding but I'm not. <laughs> but also, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, let us know what you think about Godzilla. Yeah. Did you know that Godzilla was like a political statement before hand? Because I definitely didn't. No, I definitely did not. And let us know what other movies we can watch. It makes sense. It does. It totally makes sense. Yeah, now that you think this. about it in context. Yeah, because as soon as they mentioned radiation in the movie, I was like, oh, this was after the bombing. Like, yeah. That's where all this came from. I was like, okay. No, but no, I was so that smart. I definitely didn't get it. I didn't expect it going in. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Didn't expect a serious movie. Right. Either, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. But that's the whole, that's the, the censorship when it came to America and, and the Western world and all that jazz. Wow. Yep. They really be ruining movies like that, you know? Damn. Awful. Anyway, yeah. tell us what other movies we should watch. Uh, follow us on The Things at Shouty Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube late to the party on all the other different streaming things yes and catch us next week bye Bye.